Hello, runners, and welcome to another episode of Tread Lightly. I am your co-host and running coach, Amanda Brooks of Run to the Finish. And I am your co-host and running coach, Laura of Laura Norris Running. I have to say thank you to everyone who has let us know about our different audio issues. <laughs> we have definitely been trying to improve on things for all of you over season one, 100%. This is just Laura and I doing our thing. There is no fancy sound booth, fancy sound engineer. So it has been a learning process. We thank you for sticking with us and, you know, we're just going to keep improving. Yeah, yeah, it's all a learning process, how to edit sound, how to record, lots of fun skills that we're learning. A hundred percent. The one thing we are not learning is being coaches. We know that already. So let's dive in. Today, actually, our entire episode is one great listener question, but we have an additional question. And this one is kind of one of those that feels sort of vulnerable, but a lot of folks deal with this. Yes. So this listener wrote in, I love the podcast. Thanks for continuing the awesome work and community building. I have a question. I've been a runner for many years and can and still cannot figure out how to dial in bathroom issues. I have a routine I follow in times of day that are better for running, but sometimes still have to make a quick duck off the trail. I tried nutrition, hydration, as I know this can have a huge effect, and yet still often, often am finding the nearest tree or washroom. I know it is a common running problem and often very personalized, but appreciate if you can shed any insight on tips. I find the regular stops frustrating at times and super stressful at races. Thank you so much for your time and listening to my vulnerable question. Yeah, I do think this is more common than people realize. Um, And it is, yeah, I mean, it can be embarrassing when you've got to go, man, and you have that feeling, you got to figure it out. Um, Like she mentioned, there are a lot of potential causes, Um, even just simple things like taking a new probiotic can set some people off. So probiotics are something I do tend to recommend if you're in this situation in trying to consistently start using them and see if they can help get your body on kind of a cycle so that hopefully you've been able to take care of things before you start running. And for some people, that can solve it. For other people, it just makes everything worse. So this is a little bit of a trial and an error. Yeah. And I think the trial and error is one of the most frustrating parts because sometimes you try an intervention and it doesn't work. This is a situation where I've seen some athletes really benefit from working with a sports dietitian because there could be so many causes related to nutrition and hydration. It could be a response to caffeine. You know, caffeine is a great performance enhancer for other people. And for others, it's a bathroom enhancer. It could be an issue with food intolerances. It can also be a symptom of relative energy deficiency in sport. The new IOC statement on REDS mentioned GI issues during running, especially as a symptom of chronic underfueling. And for a lot of runners, like, Underfueling and reds occur unintentionally because we just have such high energy needs. It could be what you're eating before runs. Now, I will say, like, if you've tried every dietary intervention, it could also be something where you would benefit from seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist. I have had runners who have gone that route and seen huge changes in 
having to use the bathroom during runs because of pelvic floor physical therapy. I would also say like if this is something that happens outside of running or if there's pain with it or you have weird symptoms like fatigue or joint pain, you might want to see a gastroenterologist. The one thing I will also note here is some folks will try Imodium and I'm okay with that if it's like a race day once in a while sort of situation, but I don't want to see you taking Imodium before every single run mm-hmm. because honestly, then we're probably creating a different issue. But yes. race day can cause some nerves and that can just make your stomach a little bit off too. So I have had athletes use it specifically only on race day because they know basically they get stomach nerve issues. And that I've even asked a couple of like sports RDs, like, how do you feel about that? And they've said approved like once in a great while, totally fine. But just kind of with anything, we don't want you to rely on something like that. We want to try to see if we can figure out what the actual cause is. And I agree. This is probably where working with someone on like your entire process, that sports RD could be really, really worth it. I know it can be a little bit expensive, but imagine not needing to stop for the bathroom on every single run. It might be worth worth it. Oh, yeah. Like I know sports RDs are usually like $200, $300 a month, but if you keep having races go sideways, like it's you're losing more money to races that keep going sideways with GI issues. That's a great way to put it in perspective too. Yes. Okay. So moving on to the big topic for today, which had to do with muscle cramps. And I think initially kind of a starting point is just to say, we've got a difference between a muscle cramp, what I would consider a stomach cramp and even a side stitch. So they're a little bit different, maybe some similar causes at times. So stomach cramps are generally due to something with your gut itself. So undigested food, maybe you just ate too much before you were able to get out and do your run, or you could just have a little bit of some kind of food intolerance. Maybe you had, you know, your Friday night pizza and it turns out dairy is just not your stomach's favorite thing or you have a bigger issue, IBS, IBD, something like that. Yeah. And then when we think about side stitches, like I know those kind of feel like muscle cramps, but sometimes the cause of them is different. It could be due to food and digestion, heavy breathing, not enough oxygen, or poor posture that's compressing your diaphragm so your diaphragm can't expand fully. I know some female runners get them if like their sports bra is too tight, which kind of lends to the idea that it's relating to how the diaphragm expands. Again, kind of similar, but still different from those muscle cramps that you feel where it just feels like your calf muscle or something locks up and is painful and completely throws off your running gait. And yeah, with a side stitch, a lot of the times what we're sort of recommending is you need to back off the effort and you need to really focus on like inhale, exhale, like we're really thinking about breathing to kind of get it to release. And so that does kind of point a little bit more to, like you said, your diaphragm. Whereas when you've got a Charlie horse, (laughs) it's not that you have to back off your running, you can't keep running. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about muscle cramps themselves. Yeah. So muscle cramps are one of those things you've probably heard. Oh, it's because of sodium. Oh, it's because of this. And 
where the scientists kind of come is that there's probably a lot of factors. So there's three dominant theories, the electrolyte dehydration theory, which we kind of have moved past as the sole cause. There's the like motor unit excitability theory. And then there's the multifactorial theory, which encompasses both and some other things. So some things that might be causing muscle cramps in a race are overuse of a muscle, especially if it's in a shortened position. That's why it can happen a lot in your calf muscles. Uh, There can be heat and humidity playing in. Exercise duration and intensity are big, especially if you're running harder than you've trained for or you're in something like a marathon or an ultra that just is a distance you haven't covered in a long time. Maybe dehydration is playing in. It might happen more to athletes with a higher percentage of fast twitch muscle fibers because those fatigue more easily and the fatigue is likely playing in. That would be a genetic component. Lack of sleep affects your glycogen levels and it causes fatigue. So that can come into play. You might have sodium interacting a bit, but maybe not. We also see that low muscle glycogen causes premature fatigue and can cause muscle cramps or be a factor in muscle cramps. And that can be low glycogen from your fueling in a race or from your overall diet. And then you just have like the general excitability of your nervous system if you're stressed or you have race nerves and all that stuff, your nervous system is a little heightened compared to usual, that can also contribute. And that might be why some athletes don't get muscle cramps at all in training, but they always get them on race day. And I think because of all of those, it's kind of easy to see why for some people they end up happening before. Sometimes they happen during a run. For some people, it doesn't happen until several hours after they run. I used to get it horribly at night when I would go to sleep. Oh my gosh, it was so painful. And now I can look at a lot of these and know exactly why it was happening. But it wasn't happening during the workout. So it was easy to not always put the two together. And when you're kind of thinking about what's happening, a cramp is basically forcing your muscle to spasm. And when that happens, it's preventing blood flow to the area. So that's going to make it harder for it to get oxygen, to get nutrients, and to, again, tell it to relax and kind of let go because it's gotten itself into such a tight state. If it does happen and you're in the middle of a race, the best thing you can kind of do is to stop and try to massage it, which is so painful because you don't want to touch it. Um, But you can actually try to flex the leg a little bit if you can and then release. And it's the same kind of thing you would do almost um, at night. If you've ever done this trying to go to sleep, we learned this in theater actually, but you like tighten up a muscle and then release it. And so if you start sort of mentally trying to think tighten and release and you're massaging it, that can help you in the moment to try and kind of get it to let go if you are in the middle of a race and it happens. Um, It it sucks. (laughs) Um, But that's kind of all you can do in the moment for like a quick result. Yeah. And I mean, that can be a really effective thing, though. I think some I've seen some athletes get the cramps and they pull over, they stretch their calf, and it saves some time later on versus trying to run through it in their marathon. And when we think that like stretching activates your Golgi tendon organs, which send an inhibitory response to your nervous system, like it's essentially making sense in that theory that 
it's too much exciting muscle excitability, we send an inhibitory response of stressing or stretching calms it down. So I think that really can help a ton more than things like, oh, take more sodium, oh, take more water. Yeah. One of the more interesting ones that is out there and people talk a lot about is pickle juice. And there have been a number of studies showing that it works. I could never find in any of those studies that they could find a specific reason why it worked. Did you ever come across anything? Yeah, I was reading one yesterday while preparing for this episode that it has to do with the TRP agonist in the back of the mouth. And essentially, the bitterness of the pickle juice hits that. We also see it with like hot, spicy peppers, but pickle juice is a little more tolerable for athletes, I think. And it essentially that sudden flavor bitterness sends a signal to the nervous system that essentially messes up all that nervous system excitability and helps calm down the cramping. I think some people used to think it's pickle juice due to sodium, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it like everyone thinks it's the sodium. And I had someone debate me on this the other day and I was like, no, the studies say it's not the sodium. So thank you. Now we know. So if you're someone who is like, man, every single race I have this happen, One, I want you to really look at your training a little bit and figure out, am I running up on my toes? Am I on race day just going way harder than what my training actually indicated? So I'm overusing the muscles. And then three, you could try. They've got pickle juice shots. You could carry that along with your fuel and just be prepared, I guess, in case it happens. Yeah. And I think that is like the really difficult thing is athletes then ask, okay, why is this happening to me? Like, I guess they're like, I understand the theory, but what can I do to prevent it? Is it some deficiency I have? Is it something I'm doing wrong? And again, if we revisit it being a thing with your nervous system, it's probably not like a nutrient deficiency that a lot of people tend to think. It's things we can do in training to help your neuromuscular system. Like there was a 2019 review in sports medicine that suggested that there might potentially be a negative correlation between runners who experience muscle cramps in their marathon and those who do one time per week lower body strength in the three months leading up. Essentially, that means if you do the one time per week lower body strength, you are less likely statistically to have those muscle cramps, which points to the fact that it might just be how your neuromuscular system is working during all that repetitive loading. Um, And then again, it comes down to like, controlling your race day nerves. I think that also to me kind of, again, maybe points to a little bit of that overuse. So if you've done more strength training, your body is able to handle a little bit more. And if you've put in enough volume, your body is ready for the volume of race day too. So one of the things I do see, and this doesn't always happen as much on race days, it happens in training is People have been trying to work on their form and they get really concerned about heel striking. So as a result of that, they start running on their toes. And I don't even know that people entirely realize how much up they are on their toes. But if you're not landing with a flat foot and you're landing too far forward, it means that your calf muscle has to work for the entire duration of your step. Like it doesn't get any sort of break. It is now just like you running in high heels. So it's just constantly being hammered. 
Um, so that is something to think about if you're like, oh, I didn't, I've been working on my form because I don't want a heel strike and I'm trying to get faster. Just sort of check in with yourself. Um, that's like a little easy one that like you can quickly fix. That's a really good tip that like doesn't even necessarily jump straight to my mind right away. When I think about this, like I often think about training, muscle overuse, things like fast twitch athletes might need more mileage for the marathon, but that I think is a really good tip that people might not think about right away. Anything else that they should consider when it comes to like hydration? Yeah. So there's two sort of nutrition things you can look at. Um, There is some evidence, again, from that 2019 review that a sport drink with carbohydrate and sodium might help. So we don't see a huge relationship between sodium and muscle cramps, but we do see some relationship when carbohydrate is added to that electrolyte drink. And they think it might be because you don't, if you don't get enough carbohydrate and your glycogen begins to go low, that affects the nervous system. It causes more nervous system like protection trying to go on and different signals going back and forth to the brain and muscles. And then it also fatigues the muscle, which makes it more likely to cramp. So they really recommend getting in those carbs, getting in that sodium with those carbs because sodium's a transporter for carbs to help reduce the fatigue aspect. For some athletes, caffeine may possibly be a trigger. This is an area where we need more research, but the current theory is that caffeine is a stimulant and it increases nervous system excitability. And for those athletes who might be having these cramps because their nervous system is a little too excited, caffeine can be a tipping point. Again, we know it helps performance for some, but it's a highly individual response. I think those two things right there probably point to why so many people may have it during the marathon or after long runs, because fueling is one of the things that almost all of us have to always be so aware of and so on top of. It is not that easy to get in 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour unless you are very intentional about it while you're running. And so it makes sense that on race day, when your needs might be a little bit higher, even because of your output, that we're getting a little behind and that's leading to some of these issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And athletes tend to use a ton of caffeine on race day. Like I'll hear some people be like, every other gel I took for a four hour marathon. Or all gels I took were caffeinated and you're like, whoa, that's way past the recommendations of like three to six milligrams per kilogram of body weight, especially if you're taking like the Morden ones that are rocket fuel. Someone who doesn't even drink coffee, I have a feeling that would send me to the bathroom for the entire race <laughs> or, I, or I would just pass out. That sounds like so much. It's so much. Like sometimes I am like, how are you not passing out from this? Because I... I drink coffee, but I can't touch caffeine during a race. I mean, it's because I have GI issues, but it's just, you see it sometimes and you're like, oh, we could probably solve a whole lot of problems if we cut back that caffeine. So another one that we often hear a lot about is magnesium for cramps. And certainly I know that like I'll often take magnesium at the end of the day and it helps with relaxing muscles and things like that. But what do we know about it in terms of like actually having cramps? Yeah. So a lot of times people say, oh, I heard the doctor say that magnesium can help cramps. A lot of the time when they're talking about it helping cramps, it's like your baseline magnesium. So not just how much you're taking in during a race, but like your overall blood magnesium levels. 
And it's usually more for things like pregnancy leg cramps or Charlie horses at night. During a marathon with exercise-associated muscle cramps, there's no benefit found. A 2020 systematic review found absolutely no statistically significant benefit in taking in magnesium to reduce muscle cramps in a race. The amount of magnesium you lose in your sweat is actually pretty low. Like the top end of it for like people who are losing a ton is 12 milligrams per liter. And most of your sports drinks have more magnesium than that. Like I think LMNT is like three or four times that amount of magnesium. So you're probably getting enough Please do not add magnesium to your drink mix during a race because too much magnesium will result in having to go to the bathroom very urgently. It's like the most common effect of too much magnesium intake chronically or acutely. A hundred percent. And when I recommend anyone use it, it is at night (laughs) so that it takes care of things in the morning. But very much, yeah, to me, it's looking at it from that perspective of kind of the more holistic, why am I taking that magnesium? And it usually is, I know for me, when I'm in heavy training, if I will take some of that, my legs will feel a little better or I will sleep a little better. And there's a ton of data on that. So it certainly can help with that. But like you're saying, right there during a race, during a workout, it's not the thing that's going to save you. No. And I have seen some athletes like have weird muscle cramps often, like both at rest and in races, and they go in and get their blood work checked. And sure enough, their serum magnesium levels are below optimal and they start taking a magnesium supplement and it helps them feel better. But like a lot of supplements, you want to have your blood work done first just to make sure that you need it. And again, to not have to like urgently use the bathroom all the time. Yes. So there is a little bit of data that kind of showed wearing compression socks or compression tights could potentially help to prevent some of those muscle cramps. And that could be sort of going back to the idea that you're just helping to increase blood or oxygen flow to the area. I think If you're severely overworking a muscle, it's going to catch up with you at some point. So like I said, I used to get calf cramps so bad. And I did find that during the race, I would wear compression socks. Everything would be fine. And then post-race, my leg would go crazy. So they might like help in the moment. But if that cramp is going to happen because of overuse, because of dehydration, like it's going to happen. So they're like worth a shot if you're just frustrated out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're definitely worth a shot because they have other benefits with like how they maintain blood flow and stuff, but they're not going to be the like perfect panacea for it. You still want to, I think it really comes back to here where you keep saying like, you want to be really well prepared for your event. And if you're an athlete who tends to do better in shorter distance races and get these in the marathon, like it might be something you need to change how you train. I know one of the questions that came in alongside this was mentioning not just like leg cramps during the race, but like a cramp in the tricep. So obviously we're not running with our arms. What do you kind of make of that? Yeah. So this actually came from one of my athletes. And like my first thought was like, it might still be all nervous system related. Like if we buy into that theory, that's your nervous system misfiring. 
it might have been that. My other thought was like something, you know how sometimes like if your running form is off, you like begin to feel your shoulder muscles more. I was thinking like it might have been something pinched back there. Um, The way he described it as a sharp pain like made me wonder if like something was pinching due to something being off in running form. Um, I know some athletes can get that wearing hydration packs, but he was not wearing a hydration pack in this race. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like if you're having cramps somewhere else, it is probably that you're tense or shifting or doing something without kind of realizing it. Because the majority of what we're going to see while you're running is generally in your legs. That's what's kind of pumping out the most energy at the moment. Well, I feel like this is a shorter episode, but I think it's one of those ones where people hopefully learned a lot and, you know, I'm not saying don't take sodium, take sodium in a race, but hopefully we've learned that sodium isn't the only answer to your muscle cramps. A hundred percent. Definitely listen to our episodes where we talk about electrolytes. We talk about how to fuel your marathon. Go back, check those out. If you're like, uh, maybe I'm not really quite on top of things. Um, and there we'll give you like more specific recommendations and details to kind of help with that. But I think we talked about two topics today that are actually fairly common, even if they are not talked about as much. So as always, if you have a question, hit us up on Instagram at treadlightlyrunning. We are always looking for your questions and it helps us decide, hey, what are we going to talk about next? Yes. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. We are so appreciative of that. It helps our rankings and other runners find us so that they can learn. And thank you so much for listening.